Welcome to Fountain of Life Worship Center's podcast. We're glad you're here with us today. Today you will hear a message previously recorded from our pastor, youth pastor, or a guest speaker. Join us as we know God, grow in God, and go with God today. Let's jump into the message. you're not a God who withholds. I hear you say, just believe me. I need a Holy Ghost awakening my soul. I need a love that glows rattling my bones till the evidence shows. I need a Holy Ghost awakening my soul. Nothing in this world remains. I need something stronger than lightning flowing inside of these veins. I need a holy ghost awakening my soul. I need a love that flows right in my bones till the evidence shows. I need a holy with a heavenly language every time i get a taste i know i just want more i just want more you're the kingdom that's been growing inside me it's like a lion's roar that wants to revive me every time i get a taste i know i just want more i need a holy Every 
every time I get a taste, I know I just want more. I just want more. You're the kingdom that's been growing inside me. It's like a lion's roar that wants to revive me. Every time I get a taste, I know I just want more. life. We've been on Wednesday nights talking about God's glory and our dominion. And I want to read Psalm 8. It says, Our Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth, who hath set thy glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings hast thou ordained strength because of thine enemies, that thou mightest steal the enemy and the avenger. When I consider thy heavens, thy works of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained, what is man that thou art mindful of him, and the son of man that thou visitest him? For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels, and crowned him with glory and honor. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things under his feet. All sheep and oxen, yea, and the beasts of the field, the fowl of the air, and the fish of the sea, and whatsoever passeth through the pass of the sea. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. Can we just praise him just for a moment? How excellent is your name in all the earth this morning. God, we thank you. God, we magnify you this morning lifts you up in this place. We want to welcome everybody to this Labor Day weekend and uh, just a, a, a few quick house cleaning things and we are going to move on and let this praise team continue to lead us in worship. Today is the first Sunday of the month and we honor our, our missionaries today. Uh, but we're also going to do this next week. We know that Labor Day weekend is kind of that last uh, Everybody gets that last ditch to get out of here and, and try to get one last vacation weekend. So this week and next week, if you give this week, don't feel obligated to do it next week. But after service, Larry or one of the men will be back there at the door uh, collecting missions offering this morning. And then next Sunday, we're going to do it again because uh, uh, just because there's a lot of people not here this week. So we'll do it again next week. Next week, we'll have Ellis some coffee out there and donuts, and, and be ready for that, but uh, this week we're just going to do offering at the end uh, for that, but we want to honor our missionaries, and, and Chipper uh, this morning uh, 
said not only do we need to take up our offerings, but we need to pray for Andrew and Trinity and that family, uh, that God gives them favor. They're still in Serbia, and we need to make sure that we're praying for them, that God uh, lets them have a harvest. Amen. Also remember uh, Adam and Steph this morning, they are uh, ministering at uh, Stephen's Chapel, so be in prayer for them as Adam preaches, and I think Steph and Emma are leading worship over there this morning, so pray for them. Uh, no service this evening, go spend time with your family. Uh, I know lots of you have family in, some of you uh, go, like I said, husbands, one more chance for you to have your wives take you somewhere and buy you a steak. So uh, let, let, them do, let them do that for you today. Uh, let's let them take you to Charleston and, and grab you a big, nice steak and take care of you. But, uh, and then tomorrow, there is no, no Monday with Mick tomorrow. Uh, we're gonna, tomorrow's Labor Day. Still enjoy your family. But then on Tuesday, we'll get back in the swing of things. Tuesday morning, 10 o'clock to 6 or 8 o'clock in the evening, the church is open for prayer. Again, we have a group that meets at 10 a.m., and then there's another group that meets at about 6. And then also Tuesday evening, men, we start our small group. Weird, uh, if you haven't got your book yet, don't still come. We'll make sure that everything's taken care of. But that starts at 6.30. But if you want to come at 6 o'clock and come in here for about 30 minutes and, and pray, that would be greatly appreciated too. So we can pray from 6 to 6.30, and then we'll move back into the fellowship hall at 6.30 and, and start our small group. Then Wednesday night, we're going to continue with our series in authority. And then Friday, ladies are taking off. We're going to the beach for a couple days and uh, going to enjoy themselves. But also... Here in the next couple weeks, we're going to start our, our food ministry where we're going to start doing dinners uh, for the community. If you are interested in being a part of that ministry, the meals, uh, please stay after church just for a moment. We'll meet up front. I just want to run some things by you and give some clarity on that. But if you're interested in helping with the, the meals uh, for, the, for the community, stick around after church, 10 minutes max, and we'll be done. So, yes, ma'am. Yes, if you are going on that trip on Friday, uh, the, Lori needs to see the ladies real quick after the meals ministry meeting. <laughs> so, I get them first. But uh, then we'll take off. I promise mine won't be five minutes. But uh, just want to kind of give some things and see who all is interested in doing that. Do what? Five minutes. If it goes longer than five minutes, it's because Belinda, Belinda won't hush. <laughs> all right. I'm going to get out of the way before I get in trouble. If our ushers would come. Again, if you give this week to missions, uh, don't feel obligated to do that next week, but we do want to make sure that we take care of our missionaries and, and continue to bless them, right? Right? All right, just make sure we're away. Also, hey, can we give a shout-out to Arvel and Crystal? They came out here yesterday and cleaned this flower bed out and got it all straightened up, and uh, I think Arvel was... Uh, taking his teeth and biting grass out of, the, out of the concrete out there. So, but they uh, they got all that taken care of and it looks great. Uh, so, and then the ladies, I don't know who all was here Thursday, but these ladies are coming in. They're cleaning out every closet. Uh, if you've got stuff here that's yours, you better get it because it's it it is finding the big green pail in the sky out there. So, uh, it, it's going bye bye. So, if you have stuff in closets, you might want to start searching. Because if you, uh, they, it is finding, it is finding new homes. We we got way too much stuff, and we haven't used in many, many, many moons, and it's going bye bye. So 
but if you've got stuff here that is yours personally, you might want to start checking closets and, and getting those. So, because uh, again, it's finding the big green pail in the sky out there. It got quiet right there. It really got quiet right there. Y'all's hiding stuff here. All right. God, we just thank you today. We thank you for this time that we have to be in your house. We thank you to, to be with like-minded people. And today, God, we just ask as we, we enter into your presence into this place, God, that you would, God, that you would bring unity to this house. And today that we would have uh, all things, uh, one mind, one accord, all things in common. God, we want to see you move in this place. We want to see your Shekinah glory fall in this place. God, that is our prayer this morning, is that your glory would fall in this place, that lives would be changed. God, we don't want to leave this place the way that we walked in this morning. So God, allow your glory to flow into this place. Touch this praise team as they take us behind the veil this morning. God, open our hearts, open our minds. And for the next hour and a half, God, we're focusing on nothing but you. We're focusing on nothing but you. We give you this moment, God. We give you permission to invade our circumstances this morning. God, we thank you. God, we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen.
Bibles. You go with me to John chapter 1. beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through Him, and apart from Him, not even one thing came into being that has come into being. In Him was life. Life was the light of mankind, and the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not grasp it. Jacob, would you pray over the word this morning? Amen. Shake somebody's hand, hug their neck, let them know you're glad they're here. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. The Holy Spirit is moving mightily in the days that we live in. There are men and women and children who are experiencing a hunger and a thirst for God's presence like never before. All around the world, when you begin to look and you begin to study right now, you see revival, you see reformation in other countries. And what is happening is there are people who have a godly discontent for mediocre and lifeless Christianity. Man, y'all are a Labor Day crowd. I'm going to have to labor in here. The Bible gives us endless accounts of miracles, of the sick being healed, Blinded eyes being opened, storms being rebuked, lepers being cleansed, and people walking on water. And yet we live in a modern church, especially in America, that has seemed to neglect the realities in our preaching and our teaching that we act like those things can't happen no more. For, for many in the body of Christ, when you look around, these types of occurrences are the substance of what we think are great myths or just things that happened in the past that countless others are crying for and they are experiencing them just like they did in the Bible accounts. I am desperate to experience the power and the presence of God. I want to see 
endless accounts of miracles, signs, and wonders, the sick being healed. I, I don't believe uh, uh, cancer has to live in Charlie anymore. I, I believe that, that by his stripes we're healed. I don't believe that, 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 that people have to walk in the storms of life that they walk through every day. I believe that just like Jesus, we can say, peace be still. The, the Bible, when you begin to read this thing, and you begin to open the pages of this Bible, it portrays God as capable of so much more than just Sunday sermons and small group meetings. He was and is a God who is constantly displaying His glory, His might, His splendor from the beginning of time until now. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. What is this, the, the catalyst for, for an awesome demonstration of, uh, of God's power? His omnipotence. More importantly, what do biblical accounts show us about today? There's one word that I want to give you this morning that's so powerful, but happy it's so misunderstood. Faith. Most of us were very familiar with the word faith. But we're not familiar with the power of faith. What does the word really, really mean? The truth is, every believer in Christ, we are called to live a life of faith. Through faith, seemingly throughout the Bible, Lisa, there were ordinary men and women who healed the sick, they raised the dead, they transformed their generation for the glory of God. Because they had faith. The average people were able to do miraculous displays of God. Ordinary people. Not the Hollywood TBN preachers. That all they want you to do is open your wallet and send them money. And then they'll send your healing in the mail. Sorry, not sorry. Oh, my Lord. They were average people who realized the supernatural power of God lived in them. And they made a simple decision that I'm going to believe for the impossible and I'm going to exercise faith. That's who they were. I mean, I believe that faith is the very key that if we're going to experience miracles, signs, and wonders, the power of God on display in our daily lives, we have to get faith. Not say we have it. We have to get it. Faith is important. God is desperate to pour out his fullness of glory on his church. And he's waiting on some people that have faith enough to reach out and grab it. He wants the world to see how real he is. And the only can be, it can only be realized when a church wakes up and Christians realize that this is the original intent of God, is that we live by faith and not by sight. 
When we talk about a Christian life, we're not talking about a religious experience on Sunday morning. We are speaking of so much more. What if we could do the same works Jesus did right now? What if we could live in the miraculous right now? What if we could see a higher dimension of his power and victory manifested right here today in Fountain of Life Worship Center? I believe faith is the key. Faith is the key if we're going to experience the miraculous power of God. We too can encounter the supernatural. So what's the basis of our faith? I, I remember when I first got saved, for real, not as a kid, but when I for real got saved. <laughs> I, I remember what a wonderful experience it was. And, and one of the first things I remember doing is opening this. I remember Lisa trying my best to develop a, a habit of reading the Bible every day. Now, I soon found out that I didn't understand everything I was reading because, you know, I, nobody really teaches you how to read the Bible sometimes, Rob. They just say, read. Well, seven chapters a night is a lot to absorb. Five chapters a night is a lot to absorb. Nobody said study the Bible. Everybody just says read the Bible. We need to do both. But I remember getting myself in a, in a habit of doing that, and, and I realized that I didn't understand everything, but it didn't stop me from trying to, to, to just digest all the knowledge that I could possibly get out of that book. And I figured that if I wanted to understand God, the best way to do that is to read His Word. So my... My words to you today is if you want to figure out how to understand God, read his word. Because in the beginning was the word. <laughs> one of the first verses that I ever remember reading was John chapter 1 verse 1. That in the very beginning of creation was the word. What in heaven does that mean? There's a word called logos. And that word logos is the word for word. And it means to give an idea of a thought, concept, or expression. As I would read more and more, the strangest thing would start to take place, Larry. A light bulb would go off in my head and it's like, whoo, I get that. Had to read it 16 times, but I got it. I realized in that moment that everything in the kingdom of God rises and falls on the word of God, especially faith. How can I have faith if I do not read his word? How can I have faith in somebody that I don't talk to? How do I have faith in somebody that I don't even have a relationship with? Because many Christians don't have relationships, they have an acquaintance. And the problem is with an acquaintance, we only go to him when I need something. But a light bulb went off in my head, and I come to discover that the Word of God is the key to having faith in God. 
The Word of God created all that we see in the natural realm. The Word of God. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3. Throw that up there, Connie. Here we go. By faith, we understand that the world has been created by what? The Word of God. So what is seen has not been made out of things that are visible. This is one of the most powerful scriptures in the Bible. In it, we see the Word of God was framed. The, very, the Word of God framed the very worlds. What in the world does that mean? The ages, the unbroken ages, it framed, the word, that word framed actually means to render, to repair, or to establish. The word established everything, Lisa. It carried everything that we see. Look at each other. The word established you. He spoke and said, let there be, man, he took dirt and made it. He said, let there be light, let there be trees, let there. He spoke the word and it happened. The word framed means rendered to repair, to establish. He established everything out of nothing. God's word created all that we know in time, in space. He established it in the midst of chaos. So listen to me this morning. You may be in the midst of chaos, but one spoken word from God changes everything. One spoken word, and he changes chaos. <laughs> Scientists, they are so baffled at the causes of creation. They know it's true. They have no argument against it, but they'll fight it. I've seen where astrophysicists, they have this theory called oscillating universal theory. And it means that everything in the universe that we know, it has continued to expand over ages through one profound event. Duh. It's not a mystery. The Bible already tells us what that one single event was. God said. <laughs> Creation. That's the one event. In the beginning, Genesis 1. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was what? It was formless. It was chaos. It was desolate. Empty darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Then God said, let there be light. And guess what happened? The light bulb went off. The moment God said, those words get this he sets in motion spiritual forces that would in turn establish the physical universe just speaking God's word in the beginning was the word the whole of what you and I know about God, what we know about creation is a byproduct of the Word of God. What does that mean to me as a believer? What does any of this have to do with faith? It has everything to do with faith. 
If you're going to operate in faith, we have to understand the basis of faith. And the basis of faith is the Word of God. So how can we have faith if we never pick it up? The more I understand the Word of God, the more the Word will release power of faith into my life. God said. <laughs> Boggles my mind. Mick says all the time and I can't get nobody to do nothing. Many people have asked, is it still possible for everyday, ordinary people to walk in signs, wonders, and miracles? Can everyday people be used of God to do the impossible? And I tell you this morning, yes. Miracles and signs and wonders have not ceased. And if you believe that, you're believing a lie. When I study the Word, I have found that the Bible is so filled with accounts of everyday people who simply learn to take God at His Word. That's what it boiled down to. Some of these people were so ordinary, so average, that you and I would have never picked them out. We wouldn't even recognize them in our society today. But these people, they experienced the miraculous power of God on a consistent basis. And when I read and when I look and I study, the common denominator in all the biblical examples that we have is one thing. The right response to something God says. That's the definition of faith. A positive response to what God says. Not what you think. Because I promise what you think and what God says don't even line up half the time. Because my mind don't even, I can't fathom him. But I know, I have learned to know when he speaks, I better go. I better do. I better participate. If not, I'm going to regret it. In the life of Abraham, all the way back in Genesis, in, in chapter 12, God tells this man, leave your family, leave everything you know, leave your country. My goodness, what a challenging instruction. How does a person leave everything that he's familiar with to go and follow a voice that he's never heard before? Well, one, he has to believe that the voice that's speaking to him is the Almighty God. So guess what? He responds to what God says. This is the secret we're going to live in the miraculous. You and I have to do what God says. And it starts, and we're listening, we're, we're waiting on this big audible voice to tell us what to do. It's going to start right here. If you can't do what he says here, he's definitely not going to speak in your ear. Oh. I have to be convinced. Robbie, I have to be convinced that what God has already said, and I have to respond to it. The Word is so full of supernatural power. When th Throughout my life, in ministry, I, I've seen and I've experienced miracles. 
I've seen people healed. I've seen sick people healed. I've seen lame people get up out of wheelchairs and walk. I've seen God give provision to people that needed money. I've seen those things. I've seen signs and wonders. We saw them here just a couple years ago. We saw things transpire. So the question remains, and I think we fall into this category a lot of times, is, is that only for high-profile preachers? No, I, I'm a believer that the power of God is available to every believer in Christ Jesus. You don't need to call your pastor every time you need to lay hands on somebody. Just do it. Get the Crisco, get the, I mean, grab something, WD-40, lather up your hands and, and pray for them. I, I still believe that every Christian should experience the Bible in a very practical way. I think we should see those things. Why? Because God said so. The, the moment God spoke the earth into existence, he said, let there be light. Why is that so important? Let there be light. That very moment, he was giving every one of us an invitation to access his power through faith. Through his word. Turn the light on. Upon the word of God. The, the, the more word we get, the more supernatural it releases out of us. The Bible says God said, let there be light. It literally means to come into being. To appear. Light was needed. The earth was dark, void, empty. And God says, let there be light. Spoken. Word of God. It happens. Every miracle begins with the Word of God. Every miracle begins with the Word of God. These Crazy preachers that'll tell you God shared something with me that he's not going to share with you, run from them. Because it's going to start right here. Well, God had to give me a little extra because I'm smarter than you. No. Run. If you want to experience miracles in your life, it has to begin with the word. In the beginning was the word. The Word of God is full of miracle-working power. You want to gain access to miracle-working power? Get access to the Word. You know, it's, it's interesting to me that most Christians spend very little time studying the Word of God on a regular basis. There is a cry throughout our country for a move of God's Spirit Every move of God is connected to the Word of God. Every miracle begins with a word from God. If you want to experience miracles in your life, you have to begin with the Word of God. The Word gives form. The Word gives purpose. The earth was in chaos, and God gave a word. God's word in chaos fixes things. Mixed word in chaos makes things worse. Don't believe me? Hang around for a while. 
before we came to Christ, the earth referenced in Genesis 1, we were just like it. We were without form. We was void. Literally, we were, we were confused and we were empty. That doesn't sound good. Not only were we without form, but we were void. The, the, the word void in Genesis means emptiness and waste. Our lives before Christ was full of waste and emptiness. That's why everything we were searching for never satisfied us. Because what we were looking for could only be filled by the Word of God. If I'm not connected to the Creator, all I'm going to do is produce emptiness and confusion. You were formed. You were created to have connection to the Creator. And without it, we are empty, we are confused. But once we come into fellowship with Him, things change. And how does this change take place? Then God said. In order to set anything in order the way God intended it, God spoke to chaos and confusion and our life said, we come to an altar or a bed or wherever we got saved at and, and, and we realize we're void, we're empty, we're full of waste and we begin to pray and we begin to ask God into our life and then God says, let there be light. <laughs> I am so glad the light came on. In order for God to set things in, in order in our life, He has to turn the light on. Without God's Word, nothing happens. Nothing has purpose. Nothing has meaning. But the Word of God, it has unlimited capacity in our lives. There are so many believers in the body of Christ today that, that we just don't tap into our, our potential. We don't tap into our potential because we don't read the Word and we don't know what's out there for us. The Word of God gives me and you form. It gives us purpose. There is no substitute for the Word of God. Well, Pastor, I listen to so-and-so all the way to work. I do this, I do that, I do that. I listen, I listen, I listen. You need to read. You need to read the Word of God. You need to meditate on the Word of God. There is no substitute. Well, Pastor, I get my, they're in those books, they're scriptures, and that's where, no. You need to open the book. Because what happens is we read so much of this guy and this lady and this guy that, that what they may be telling you, it might be wrong. And if you don't have that in you, you'll never know it. Well, Pastor, I didn't think the word was important. Why? Before the word was spoken, there was darkness and chaos. <laughs> Why would the word not be important? The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 4, 6, For God, who said, Light shall shine out of darkness, is the one who has shone in our hearts 
to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Christ. God called light out of the darkness in the beginning of creation. And the Bible says he did the same thing inside the hearts of those who gave their lives to him. The light reveals the glory of God. The moment God said, let there be light, he released an eternal light that would continue to illuminate all creation. This light, Paul said it, it brings the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. What does that mean? It means the word of God tells us all that we need to know about God. So if you want to know him, you've got to read about him. If you want to know him, open up the pages and get to know him. The Word of God gives us access to the glory of God. That's what Paul said. Isn't this, this the prayer of the body of Christ? I mean, my goodness, all we ever say is, God, show me your glory. We write songs about it. We go to glory conferences. We write books about it. And the glory of God is revealed through this. In the beginning was the Word. How many wants their life filled with God's miraculous power? How many wants to experience signs and wonders and miracles every day? How many wants to release the supernatural power of God through faith? We all say yes. Get in the Word. It all begins with developing a hunger and thirst for the Word of God. Apply it to everything thing in our lives the spirit and the word from the very beginning of creation there has been a connection between spirit and word the bible says in genesis 1 2 that the spirit of god moved over the face of the waters that word means to hover before god said anything the holy spirit was already moving Listen, God may have not have said nothing in your chaos yet, but the Holy Spirit's hovering. You're not there by yourself. The Holy Spirit's hovering. Before God said anything, the Holy Spirit's already moving. And I believe the Bible shows us the sovereign relationship between the Word and the Spirit. You can't have one without the other. You can't, you can't walk in the power of God without the Word of God. And the Word of God's always going to manifest itself through God's Spirit. So we have to have both of them in our lives. And that only means that to release God's original intent for our lives, we got to have Spirit and truth. There's so many believers in the body of Christ. Again, they're just not tapping in to, to the, the, the supernatural of God. Why is it so important? It is so critical that we understand living in the realm of the Spirit. When we realize that everything begins with the Word, then that's when we start using the Word to live. God, God intended on us to live by the Word. John chapter 6, verse 63. It is the Spirit who what? 
gives life. The flesh provides no benefit. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and are life. What in the world did Jesus mean when he said that? He meant pneuma. He's referring to the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Trinity. We, we see right here that Jesus kind of equates his word with the very person of the Holy Spirit. The same spirit that was present in the beginning of creation is the same spirit that is so full of the words of Jesus and manifested in the very life of God. And we hear it. He did not stop equating his words with the spirit. He, he says they are life. My words are life. That word means Zoe. Absolute fullness of life. God's words are real. They are genuine. And he says they are full of life. But yet, we are pursuing everything in this world other than his word, looking for fullness of life. We're all guilty. Ooh. We see when Jesus' words, the word of God, were not just principles or precepts to live by, but they're the very spirit of God being released through the word. That's why we must have a deeper delight in God's word if we want to experience the supernatural of God. The same Spirit of God that was present in the beginning of creation. The same Spirit that is full of the words of Jesus and manifested the life of God. Those who hear it, when they hear the words, it's life. We need faith. Faith begins with recognition of His Word. Praise team if you'll come. Prayer team if you'll come. Jesus is the Word. First John says, there are three that bear witness in heaven. The Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. And these three are one. There is a simple truth that many believers fail to realize. Jesus is the Word. To love Jesus is to love His Word. The Bible says there are three who bear witness in heaven, the Father, the Word, and the Holy Spirit. Notice Jesus is referred to as the Word. In the beginning was the Word. He was Logos, made flesh. And once we realize who the Word is, then you will understand the importance of the Word. The Word of God is the key to unravel all the mysteries. There are so many people that I know that's in the body of Christ and they reverence God's Word. 
that they have no power. And then you have others in the church who appreciate God's presence and the Holy Spirit, but they have no regard for the Word. The problem is, is both camps are missing out on a very important truth. The Spirit and the Word are one. And it's time we fall in love with the Word of God. Word of God reveals the person of Jesus. It's the key to unleashing faith in your life. It's the, 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 I mean, we can't function without the Word. Let's bow our heads. God, today we thank you for your Word. We thank you that your Word is the source of our faith. Your word is so full of supernatural power. God, through your word, we are equipped to walk in the supernatural on a daily basis. God, I know that you you, you created this, this visible universe with your spoken word. And God, I know that that same creative power exists today in your word. So I'm praying that you give Fountain of Life Worship Center a hunger and a desire to read, to meditate, to do your word from this day forward. In the name of Jesus, we declare it this morning. Still, heads bowed and eyes closed, nobody looking around. We talked about Zoe life, the fullness of life. If you're here this morning, you've never been introduced to that Zoe life, if you've never been introduced to Jesus, you are walking around in chaos and emptiness. At this moment, today, God wants to turn on the light. He wants to present you Zoe life, fullness of life. John chapter 10, verse 10, says that the thief cometh to for to kill, to kill, to steal, and destroy. But Jesus said that he's come, that you might have life, you might have it more abundantly. So if you're here today and you're lost and you want to experience Zoe life, fullness of life, would you slip your hand up right now and say, Pastor, I want to experience fullness of life today. I want to experience Zoe life. I want to experience the abundant life that only Jesus can give. If that's you this morning, would you slip your hand up? I see that hand. acknowledging you're calling out on the name of Jesus this morning it's already taken place 
book of Romans says that if we accept Jesus Christ in our heart, we believe that he was raised from the dead. Then he said that if we confess with our mouth, he said that we're saved. So right now, you've, you've already raised that hand and you've accepted, you're believing in your heart. But I want to ask you to take it a step further today. If you're ready to enjoy this Zoe life, would you make your way up to this altar let us pray with you? Make a public confession of your faith today. If that's you, and you're ready to do that, would you come? Would you come? I don't want to embarrass anyone. God, right now, the hands that was raised, the hands that were raised, God, give them Zoe life this morning. Give them fullness of life. Ladies, will some of y'all come over here? Somebody's going to experience Zoe life right now. Fullness of life right here. But those that raise their hands, God, I'm asking them right now, asking you, God, that you give them that abundant life. God, if you move in their lives and you move in their hearts. God, before they leave this place, let them tell somebody they made a decision this morning to accept Zoe life. They make a confession of their faith. This morning as we as a church, pray. I want us to remember Charlie. Charlie's under the weather today, but he starts his chemo on Wednesday, and he's asking the church to pray for him. Let's continue to pray for Nina and her family as they mourn the loss of a, a husband and a grandfather. Nick this morning if you're here this morning and you've got sickness in body and you need healing I want you to come forward I want to pray with you if you're here this morning and there's chaos 
in your life, chaos in your family, chaos in your finances. The Spirit of God is hovering. He wants to speak peace in the midst of your chaos. That's you this morning. Step out. Come, let us pray with you. Anybody. Thanks for listening with us today. We hope that you have been challenged, inspired, or God has changed you somehow or in some way by what you have heard. If you would like to learn more about Fountain of Life Worship Center, find us at our website at folwc.com, on Facebook at facebook.com folwc, or in person. If you have a prayer request that you would like us to join in praying with you, please head to our prayer page at folwc.com prayer and click the image that reads prayer request. If you'd like to support this ministry, you can go to our website, folwc.com, and click Give at the top of the page. Join us every Thursday for a new podcast. Hit subscribe on the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts to keep up with our most recent podcast episode. Have a great day, and God bless you all.